Hello and welcome back to Loud and Proud Orlando on a Monday night for your City Pod. We have some special guests with us tonight here visiting from Cavalry FC to talk about our CCC opener on Wednesday night. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about the legacy kit announcement that happened last week with the Honor Thy History scarf and glass and everything that came out around that that was super cool. Uh, and we're going to have a little bit of news as well to wrap us up. But first of all, I want to say hi to Luis. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, very excited to to be here. Uh, very uh, happy with it, all the the new kit and, uh, you know, very, very happy about that. Uh, happy that we're uh, undefeated in preseason still. 3-2 uh, win against uh, Colorado, and uh, we're just ready for CCL. Well, or, or Champions Cup, sorry. I keep missing the <laughs> the acronym, but, you know, definitely excited for today's show to get to know more, more cavalry. Paula, how are you doing? Couldn't get out of mute, but I'm excited as every single Monday. And this is one is special because we have special guests. And guess what? Two more days. Well, day and a half, let's say. We get to see our boys back in the pitch, even though they're super far, but is getting closer and closer to the big day. So I'm super excited to be here. And without further ado, let's introduce our guests from Cavalry FC, Josh and Paul. How are you doing, Josh? How are you doing, Paul? Awesome. Good. How are you guys? Thanks Hello. for having us. Well, we are excited to have you here and learn more about your club. Um, this is your first time in the Champions League, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is our second time. So we're excited to be back nice. in the competition. Uh, first of all, go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about uh, yourselves and sort of your history of uh, how you became fans and how you started a, a podcast for Cavalry FC. Well, we've been doing the podcast since 2019, mm -hmm. which is was the inaugural year for Cavalry pretty much. Yeah. And then overall, I've been. I've been a long time footy fan. I'm actually a terrible Canadian. I, I kind of, I threw away hockey and I've been into the footy ever since <laughs> I was a kid. And then as soon as we, as soon as Cal Calgary got a team, then it was just all my dreams came true of having finally like a nice pro team to support. Yeah. Yeah. And being brothers, um, I just dragged him along. Yeah, he, he phones me up <laughs> one day and like, hey, uh, you know, Canada's getting this new league. And we're like, what? And then he phones me up, and yeah, we've been fans ever since, and season holders for Cavalry FC. So we figured, well, we're going to talk about Cavalry FC after every game. <laughs> Let's put a microphone in front of ourselves and yeah, put that out into the world. And we've been doing it ever since. So yeah, that's how it starts for so many yeah. clubs. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about Cavalry. And uh, you said they play in the, the Canadian Premier League. Uh, yep. Tell us about this last sort of season and a little bit of the history of the club, like their colors, your logos, anything that uh, gives us an idea about uh, who we're going to go up against on Wednesday. So I guess the logo is easy if everyone can see it just right behind us there. So where we are in Calgary, there's a huge, I guess you could say, identifying this with the area of the province we live in, with the foothills. So that's what the triangles represent the foothills. Of course, you get nice old school football in there. Yeah. Um, our colors are pretty easy, like red, yep. red, green, black, primary colors. Um, yeah, we play out of uh, Spruce Meadows and there's a big, um, 
equestrian, uh, it's a world-renowned equestrian facility. So Echo Field is located there, which is the name of where Cavalry plays. That's our pitch. But um, so a lot of our kids too will incorporate, sometimes there'll be some horse imagery. There's a bit of a military uh, military history to Calgary. So sometimes they'll throw that in there too. So I'm assuming that's, that's where the cavalry comes from. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's see, there, there we go. That's a, that's a home picture right there. That's yeah, a... got Meyer Bevan, Dan Klump in that picture. So yeah, I saw your new green jerseys you guys just announced. I was looking on the on the Twitter there. Uh, they look yeah. really cool. Like uh, they're like trees with like white on them. Yeah. So the the uh, green kit that they just announced has some has some uh, northern lights on the bottom with the constellation that's above um, Echo Field is located on the top, and then. They announced a new red kit as well for the home kit. So some nice kits, yeah. Uh, and the club was founded when and how, how long has it been going in the Canadian Premier League? So twenty, it was founded technically, say, 2018. Yeah. And then it was ready for kickoff for the 2019 inaugural season. Yeah. And actually, so it's really, it's interesting with the Canadian Premier League. So it is technically it is our top of the pyramid competition we don't have a mm -hmm. a system of you know relegation promotion yet so i guess much like mls it's our top flight but where some people might think it's a little bit yeah. because we're still pretty new we're pretty small like our stadiums are pretty tiny yeah but they're i fun. mean so we, we get so uh, winning the league that was our pro league i guess so we won our yeah, we won our regular season last season. So. Yeah. So, obviously, you're looking at like your Toronto, Montreal, those clubs that are because they're in MLS, like they're seen as you know bigger teams. Um, yep. How would you guys? I know you played them several times. How would you mm -hmm. say that uh, your team compares to them, or in the past, uh, how have you um, gone up against the bigger MLS teams from Canada? So in in Canada, we have a competition called Canadian Championship. And I guess it would be our version of, I guess, the Carabao Cup in England. It's like the um, Open just, Cup. Yeah, right? you, you, yeah, Open Cup, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, op yeah, open, or the cup. open Cup, yeah. Actually, it's quite funny. This is probably the most we've paid attention to MLS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since 2019, this has uh, been a good chance for that. And in 2019, in the Canadian Championship, Cavalry went up against the Vancouver Whitecaps, and we eliminated them from the competition. Yeah. Yeah. So some giant killers already in your blood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got we like some that. we've got some MLS experience. We played the Vancouver Whitecaps. We played Montreal. Yeah. We CF played Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. When they were Impact. And then did we play them when they were CF Montreal? I don't think so. I don't believe so. No. Formerly Montreal Impact. Yeah. So this um piece of silverware you won, you just won the Canadian Premier League. So you you came top of the league. Um yeah. Basically, the supporter shield is what we would call it in MLS. That's that's your first piece of silverware you won as a club since you were founded in 2019. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So right. last season, uh, what they introduced was so for the purists, the traditionalists. Yeah. If you win the regular season, you get you get you get the Concacaf Champions Cup. There's a cash prize. You and get some. Shield. You get a silver. You get some silverware out of it, and then there's playoffs. If you win the playoffs. That's another spot into CONCACAF Champions Cup yep. cash prize, and you get so silverware as well. That's how Forge got in, right? Yes. Because yes. we've seen them go up against, uh, I want to say... Chivas. 
Chivas. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Um, so they, I believe, were eliminated by Chivas. Uh, yep, yep. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, uh, how you guys fare up against us, whether there's any difference there or not. But we're going to yeah. go on to that in, in a minute. Um, is there anything else you guys want to tell us about about your club or your fans or anything unique? I know we're not playing in your your beautiful stadium. Which I'm yeah, kind of sad about because it, part, but, it yeah. looks gorgeous there. It looks absolutely beautiful, um, but obviously with the weather, yeah. It's, it's and, and I'd say for it's unfortunate too because for I'd say for home stadiums we're biased, but when I'd say we have the best one, and yeah. part of it is like I think we're the loudest. But the way yeah. the stadium is, we've got this metal grating that you can stomp. Yeah. So it just elevates the noise to a whole new level, and it's awesome. Yeah. Very fun That's, because it's um, a little smaller, very intimate, but your pitch is right there if you're sitting in the front. So it's it feels bigger and smaller at the same time, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But, and our that sounds like the wall, too. John. It oh, has sorry. Intimacy. <laughs> intimacy is what you guys are talking about. Um, and yeah. it's funny you say about stomping on metal because in the wall, which is our oh, supporter section, safe standing supporter section, um, oh, cool. there's like metal benches. That nice. are like folded down. We we all kick the benches, <laughs> and it makes this incredible like drumming metal sound. So yeah, uh, it's great to hear. You know, cool. cultures across uh, across the world. Now, this is amazing to me because we're playing from Florida to Canada. It's the distance of this game is insane. Um, yeah. If we were in Europe, this would be some kind of stat about how far we're traveling. But apparently, in North America. This is this is all perfectly normal to travel this far for the Champions yeah. League, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy to me. All right, we're going to move on to actually going into the game itself. We're going to talk a little bit about lineups and uh, get your guys' kind of strengths and what you uh, what mm -hmm. you think is going to be players to watch, etc. Um, first of all, let's go ahead and bring up the lineup. I think Luis has a picture or something from you guys, uh, so we can kind of get an idea of your mm -hmm. club. Um, Josh and Paul, I'm going to give you guys a minute to kind of go through your team. Let us know sort of back to front uh, who these guys are, who to look out for, and uh, where you think uh, you guys are going to be generating play or, or how you're going to – what your tactics yeah. are, essentially. So the starting 11 that we came up with is pretty much actually identical to that because in the offseason, we did we were able to secure a core lineup. So mm – -hmm. I kind of went on the assumption that because we had such a good season last year, I think all these guys deserve to start in CONCACAF because that's what they worked for. Yeah. Uh, that's what they worked for last year. So definitely, but actually that's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think it's pretty much identical to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, William Accio, he's our, he's our clutch guy. He he'll come in when he, when we, First, uh, got him back to Cavalry uh, last season. He came in one of the first matches, scores a goal within like just a couple minutes, does a bunch of backflips. It, it was so he's kind of been like our clutch guy. Like, oh, it's maybe a little late in the game. Like, we need we need a goal or help. So he's he's always he's fun to your watch. dynamic winger by looks of it, right? Is he yeah, is he more of a direct like winger Ali or Moosey does he well. does he like Ali to cut Moosey's inside? Well. Okay, yeah. the other guy on the other side, Moosey. Is that Moosey. is that how you play through the wings? Are you crossing the ball in, or are you trying to uh, play more like inside forwards where they're running inside off each other and you have overlapping fullbacks? Yeah, what, uh, what kind I'd of tactics should we expect to see? Tactics are going to be pretty 
I'd say off the bat, it's going to be a lot of wing play because that's what we always, that's what we see. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm not a huge, a huge fan of it. I'm a, I was a little bit of a broken record last year. My thing is go up the middle because yeah. that's where we're the strongest. Is this by wrong, <laughs> wrong sport, but we're really good at blitzing. Yeah. Yeah. If everyone goes up the middle, they kind of just take over everyone and that's how they can get some goals. But mm-hmm. for clutch players, for sure, like our leadership and goal, Marco Carducci, he's always good for a nice save. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about Trapper and Daly, your two DMs there? I mean, you talk about go through the middle. Oh, are they so, are they dynamic sort of players or are they more defensive minded guys? If there's any if there's any foot soldiers that are tuning into this, I, I, I apologize, but this might make some waves. One of my favorite players and our boss of the midfield is Charlie Trafford. Yeah. Yeah, he's always fun to watch. Yeah. Charlie Trafford, I think, is gonna be the is he like a passing guy or does he break up the play with his tackles? What kind of midfielders? Kind of kind of both. And yeah, you know, might go through you if you're in the way. So <laughs> he's like six seven or something like yeah. that. He's insanely tall and he's just our yeah. he's our rock in the midfield. And he's our he's our really good pain in the ass. Yeah. And these two fullbacks, have they got a lot of pace? Are they gonna be bombing up the wings? Is that what we expect from uh Candom and Aird, is it? Yep. Fraser Aird, yeah. Yeah, so look for yeah, lots of lots of wing play. Actually, pretty much, if you don't have pace, you don't get on the team. Essentially, yeah, yeah. It's always fun to watch. Any sort of um, team strengths or sort of weaknesses you feel like? Where where would you mm. say is your your mm. best asset on the team, or maybe where is your worst asset on the team? Dan Klomp is our he's our anchor. Yeah, <laughs> and he was also that, defender the of the back. year last year, player of the year last year. So yeah. Dan Klomp for sure is our absolutely. He's our anchor of everything. Yeah, Carducci um, is always good in goal. So with Carducci our, in goal, yeah. Plus our captain. So, and then Meyer Bevan is really good for sneaking around behind everyone. Aird is Aird is really good at picking out a pass. Excuse so me. So Bevan is like a um, what kind of forward would you describe him as? Like a kind of guy who's going to get in behind a pacey kind of striker. Is that what he's yeah. trying to do? Yeah, less yeah, of a PC less of a big like nine. A, I was just about to use. See, it's funny. I was just about to use a hockey <laughs> term. Actually, um, oh. <laughs> he's our I'm trying to think of other strikers that maybe I could link him to. Yeah, yeah. Off that the top of my type. head, I don't know the strikers. But... Uh, you know what? He's kind of like our Christian Pulisic. Okay. Got it. Okay, Let me, I can see that. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, what we're gonna do then is say uh, a couple questions that we've got interesting ones here for you, uh, Luis. If you pull up the comments, uh, first of all, Pilot Haha says, "Wow, some cavalry fans." So there you go. <laughs> hey. Someone's already fascinated. You guys are here. Um, Rodolfo Chang says, "How long is the Canadian Premier League?" Can you guys answer that one for us? Twenty-eight game season. Yep. Twenty-eight game regular season, yeah. and then uh, play. Oh, how long is playoffs? Playoffs is about a month maybe a little less than a month yeah so when is the the actual timeline of your league it's the same as ours right so you're about to have this is your first game this is and the our season first starts game. our regular when? season starts end of april end of april yeah got it so you got some time this yeah, is really yeah. Early. this is really early yeah wow. yeah that's got to be yeah. annoying um thank you too and when did it end like in september october something like that uh, by October, by the end of October, everything is done. So yeah. playoffs will have been okay. played. P- 
someone will have been crowned playoff champion. Yeah. North Star Cup is given out, and yeah, so just, right at, from, just at the end of October. Yeah. So from April through October. About September. Yeah. Oh, yeah. September. Okay. Yeah, maybe the first week of October, like around the. That's when that's when playoffs will start. And playoffs. Then, yeah. Yeah. Playoffs. Okay. Yeah, about three and a half weeks. Uh, Rodolfo know. Chang also asks, how many teams compete in the Canadian Premier League? Eight. Eight. So you're yeah, so seeing pretty... a lot of the same like opposition. Yes. Yeah. You play everybody four times. Yeah. So two home. Wow. Two away. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and a lot it's... of travel for a small league because it's big. Getting a lot of classic to the other. <laughs> yeah. So as far as I know, Pacific. Canadian. Or yeah. yeah, I think you're about to say it. Yeah. Uh, so on uh, Vancouver Island, Pacific FC play. Uh, we're using their stadium for our home stadium for our CONCACAF Champions Cup here. Uh, Thank you, Pacific FC. Uh, but they'll play uh, the team from Halifax. And those two teams, when they're flying to each other's uh, respective stadiums, that's I think it's the most travel in any pro league. We it's have, the most, it's the we most have distance the traveled in a pro league. Most distance, yeah. yeah it's one side of the continent to the other side of the continent. Just, that, so. the other. Yeah. That's, that's a long <laughs> yeah. way. One side um, of Canada to the other side of Canada. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Alrighty, we're going to go ahead and move on to the Orlando City lineup to give you guys an idea about what to expect from us. Um, cool. At this point, I've talked way too much already, so I'm going to give it over to Luis and Paula to run you through our lineup. Uh, Luis, can you give these guys an idea about what to expect from us? Sure. Uh, so, obviously, I believe, depending on how the game goes, the lineup may make some little changes here and there uh let's start with uh goalkeeper pedro galese he's a peruvian national uh team goalkeeper uh, one of the best in the league um i would say top three in the league at least um then back four with uh rafa santos uh as your left back and you have uh f former cruzeiro player santos uh jansen um uh, former Ake uh, in Sweden, uh, captain, possible captain of Orlando City for this game. Maybe we'll see. Uh, and then a newcomer, um, David Bracalo uh, from Slovenia. Uh, he comes playing the, the elite Syrian uh, in Norway. Um, he's going to be the partner there for Jensen. And then uh, Daggerdan Thorhalsen, uh Pretty much a D-mid that was turned, converted into a right back by Oscar Pereja. So very dynamic player, knows how to attack, knows how to defend, very pacey guy. Uh, a good, a good, uh, really good crosses, um, you know, very good to, to set up the assist. Now, do you believe those back four is, is a back four, Paola? Well, I don't know about Bricalo, right? Because he just got here. We saw him in the um, in the preseason game last weekend, but um, I'm afraid he is a possibility. He can be. He cannot be. The other the the other uh, player that we could possibly see is Schlegel. He's a legendary player for our club because in 2020 he played. Um, as a goalkeeper because uh, Galese got a second yellow card. So he got a red card and uh, Schlegel came in for the penalty kicks and he was the hero. He actually stopped a penalty kick. Um, so if we can see like 
our last season, last formation, Schlegel will be there with Danson. Now, Brecalo is new. He's he's apparently he's a solid rock too to be in a, as, as a center back. Um, but I can see more Schlegel. I don't know if you agree with me, John, on this one. Uh, yeah, but if it's Brecalo, bring him in. I don't, I don't, I don't mind, but I can see more Schlegel in this in this lineup. It's just a question if Brecalo is ready. We haven't That's seen him yeah. as much. Like he hasn't been doing preseason really. Like he's been off to the side. So I think more likely you'll see Schlegel, but he, he's still a very good center back. Well, I mean, I mean, he played uh, a couple of friendlies with Orlando, a couple of the um, uh, the scrimmages. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you guys in that sense that Schlegel could be in there as, you know, he's definitely the guy who knows Jensen more than anybody else in the back line. So we'll change Schlegel there. Uh, then in the mid, we have the double pivot, which is uh, Cesar Araujo, a Uruguayan national, and then Wilder Cartagena, Peruvian national. Uh, there and in the mid, and then right in the middle as at number ten, it'll be Nicoladero, former former Seattle Sanders uh, uh, player, and then on your left wing Ivan Angulo, uh, on your right wing Facundo Torres, which now he's number ten, not number seventeen, <laughs> and then right up top I put Luis Muriel, you know, but then again you know we could see Ramiro Enrique. I really highly doubt be. It could be Duncan. I don't know if I don't. You know, you know. There's once debate over the who our striker could be. Right. Sure. If we see Duncan, I don't know. It's just weird because once you leave the chicken coop, you know, uh, it's gonna cost you to come back. To give context to Josh and Paul, we we had a big transfer saga this this offseason oh, with our our striker called Duncan McGuire who was a rookie for us last year, killed it. He was supposed to be sold to Blackburn Rovers in the championship. Oh, wow. But, okay. Uh, essentially, everything got messed up, and oh, no. um, they failed to register him, and they had to send him back oh, geez. from the oh, loan. Wow. So he's kind of – his headspace might not be there. So this okay. is why Luis Muriel is a brand-new signing, um, Colombian international. You may remember him from getting at Atalanta into the Champions League. He's our brand new number nine. Okay. He um he might start, but also we'd be seeing a lot of Luis in um Luis Enrique. Sorry, mm -hmm. Ramiro Enrique. Ramiro, yep, <laughs> um, he my Luis is mixed up. Uh, who has been playing a lot as the striker in preseason. So there's sort of okay. three options there in that striker position. Uh, it's hard to say who will be chosen. Paula, yeah. can you give these guys an idea about the style of play that we see under Oscar? Actually, I was I was going to bring that up. I had a question, actually, if you didn't mind. Sure, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. So, just this is only based off of highlight clips that I've watched, but I've noticed that, at least to me, and the way Oscar Pereira kind of sets up your team, it kind of you guys most of your goals come in transitional play and then catching players out of position. Like it seems you guys were boss of that. Just someone's out of position crazy pass by by torres and then duncan scoring it's like <laughs> so i yeah. i saw a lot of what i thought was like transitional play and just like really really good at picking players out of position paula go ahead and no, no yeah and 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 you said it correctly like um we use our right back and left back a lot like going up and down the field uh looking yeah. for an open spot to 
uh, make that cross into the box and we can strike a goal or going in the middle, trying to use our number 10 to make that mm -hmm. important play to our wingers. Like that's why you see Facu because Facu and the number 10, who was Pereira, Mauricio Pereira last year, they used to uh, flip or, you know, uh, Facu could be in the wing and then in the, um, in the center position and then Angulo too, they, they can switch sides. So, Okay. You won't get like the exact same formation the entire 90 minutes. They could be all over around the field. Oh, okay. And everybody nice. um, defends like they go <laughs> up and down, up and down all the time. So that's what you can um, look for okay. on Wednesday for sure. Like look you at know, our right backs yeah. and left backs. They will be like going up and down. That's kind of how we play. I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot of similarity with uh, how cavalry play. There's a lot of when you when you play for cavalry, it's you know multi position. Hey, at this moment we're all going forward, and at this moment, hey, half of us are dropping back. So with people playing in different spots, it yeah, I think this is uh, going to be a very uh, maybe unbiased. I'm a cavalry fan, but I think it could be a very evenly matched game. I'm I'm very excited to see. Because when you were talking about your number 10, like Sergio Camargo for Cavalry, he's our number 10. He has got such a creative mind. It's He can do, he'll play almost, I feel like he can play two different games within 30 seconds of each other. He's very, uh, Cavalry likes to say, um, they live the mantra of adapt and overcome. And that's, and they play that way. So yeah. I, but That's I'm right. seeing a little bit of that with our with Orlando. So this is yeah, be we are uh, yeah. interesting. We play that four two three one. A lot of it pivots around the ten, which seems like you guys play a similar way. Um, yeah. Can we yeah. expect yep. you to be quite defensive? Do you think that because um, if we look at the teams on paper, you know, I think one of our players might be the value of your entire team. 100%, not to say 100%. not to say that you guys are you know smaller but you, you kind of are um, oh, yeah. just the way that your league is built and the the amount of money that's in the team and the <laughs> roster etc yeah. do you think that because of that you know you're coming into this as the the underdog the the david to the goliath do you think that you guys are going to yeah. sit in and really put two banks of four in front of us and try and frustrate us to try and break you down or do you think you're going to be a little bit more expansive and and I open and try and play a bit more. I think, just in my personal opinion, we have nothing to lose. Yep. Like, we don't want to... We want to try and go as far as we can, obviously. Like, we always play to win. But I think everyone's kind of counting us off anyway. So they've got nothing to lose but to just go balls out, literally and figuratively, and just, just, run, a, just run a whole 90 minute of pressing football yeah yeah um uh i mean i totally agree with that i, I think Cav cavalry has nothing to lose i think orlando has more to lose uh if they lose this game especially for all the hype that's been surrounding the team the past few the past few days um to me orlando city plays a south american style um very pressing in transition so okay you got a double pivot that forces you to make mistakes and then they pick up the ball and then they go all out on the wing. Yeah. Um, that's usually how it goes. The issue with that is 
at least the past few seasons for Orlando, is that they control that throughout 90 minutes, or at least first mm-hmm. half. They create at least five to six chances. They don't yeah. score one single one. Yeah. So yeah. That, that that has been the problem. So, and then all of a sudden, of a corner, Schlegel decides to look down to the other side, and then, boom, you got somebody like, uh, what's your nine? Uh, his name is uh, Bavon. Bavon. Oh, Meyer Bevin. Meyer Bevin. Bevin. Yeah. Right. You got Bevin. Uh, sees uh, Schlegel looking to the other side and goes off the you know and scores right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. all the hype of six yeah. and seven chances that they created goes to waste because now Cavalry's up one nil, and now they have to reconfigure and, and re, yeah, re reconfigure and re, re and do okay. What are we gonna do now? So. Mm-hmm. Lately, Orlando has done really well being down one or two goals. Uh, so the power of reaction has been great. Okay. But I think the difference now is Lodero. So I think now with Lodero, we had Mauricio Pereira right there at the 10. And Mauricio Pereira was a very crafty guy, but he could not endure that defensive attacking press throughout 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. He can only maybe do that. 20 <laughs> and then <laughs> now with Ladero, what we've seen in preseason is and he has adapted so well to this particular lineup that you can like you could see now okay we get a really good nine that's gonna work for us like he's gonna be fed now not only from the sides now but also from the middle yeah and i think that's what pareja that's what Xavi pareja's dilemma coming up to this game who's gonna be fed Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Luis Muriel. He just arrived. Is it gonna be Duncan that left the coop and still has something to prove, or it will be Ramiro Enrique? I think, in in my opinion, this is how how I think. I think it's maybe Enrique first because he's been playing preseason, then Muriel because he's just came in, and I think Maguire. I think what not only I think what Oscar's gonna do is. It's gonna tell Maguire, prove to me you're here. Like, so score a goal for me first. Once Duncan starts scoring, we're probably gonna see him in the starting lineup. But I don't see him in the starting lineup. Right I mean, now. that's what happened last year. Um uh Paula, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, do you have anything to tell these guys uh, extra about our team, or you want to have questions for them about how they're gonna play? I think. Luis had an interesting point on the counterattack. If we're really pressing high up the field, um, then these guys are bet in. Maybe there's the counterattack is the way that they could they could score on us. Uh, Paula, do you have any idea about a weakness that you could share with these guys from our side? I think <laughs> I hope the club is not hearing this, but um, <laughs> I think um, when uh, Santos goes really up in the field right to help the offensive side and then he comes back sometimes he looks lost like he loses his uh player to defend and schlegel too schlegel sometimes he's like on point i'm here i'm a center back but then he loses his sight like luis mentioned before he can look to the other side and then the your striker will be next to him and he can score. It all depends because Schlegel has surprised us lately in the last um, 
I say last quarter of the season, but I, I think that's our weaknesses, right? Like our defense could be solid, but sometimes one mistake, one little error, we yeah. can concede that goal to, to the opposite um, team. But my question is more for, for Wednesday. Do you think, and I think it's going to be evenly because you guys don't, don't play since last season. You did scrimmages like us mm -hmm. and we're trying to our core players are here from last season but still there's unanswered questions like for our forwards because yeah. our forward like our this dilemma drama with Maguire now Muriel coming in to help but do you see um you guys going more in the, in the attack side and and try to beat us in the first goal or just try to conceive that energy yeah. for the last, I don't know, second half of the game. I per, I actually think it'll it'll be I, I think for the first few minutes, or at least for the first quarter of the half, like the first I'll say the first 15 minutes, it'll be it's gonna be a back and forth. It'll be like a rocky tilt. I think Tommy Wheeled and our coach or in, in general manager, he's gonna be like really studying and every everything and kind of I think it'll be a little bit of a back and forth at first just to see like kind of feel out the game yeah and then it sounds like we could maybe frustrate uh Cavalry could maybe frustrate your forwards if you're not sure where your goal could come from we potentially know where two or three of our goals could come from not just from our from our striker or from our from our midfield as well like a few of them have proven they can score goals And because of we have a we have a very good core coming back from our previous season, so I think that could be where we could momentarily frustrate frustrate Orlando and and I think mostly because this is like for both teams the first game and I say fifteen the first fifteen minutes because it's the first competitive match. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I see blood on Wednesday. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, but there, we can definitely slip up on the rust for sure. Yeah, yeah, First yeah. Uh, the game, you're not quite in your head yet. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Like, like, and I think adding adding on what you guys were saying, you know, it's gonna be so intricate for Orlando at least to like. That's why you have Araujo and Cartagena. Like that, that mid's gonna have to work magic, and not only that, like they have to capitalize the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. Like so. Yeah. I think Pareja, what he needs to do is not believe, and I think this goes for everybody in the competition. Don't believe this is a done deal just because you know you're playing another a team that you never played before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and 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 I know for a fact that they're not going with that mindset, anyways. But I think they should go with the mindset of I'm going to wait for them to see what they can do. Mm -hmm. Kind of like I don't know. Sorry to quote this, but kind of like in Dragon Ball when you, you know, you <laughs> test your power. You know, you want to just well, make sure. 100 what it you is. know, see, yeah. see, see, see how the enemy is gonna fight, and then yeah. all of a sudden you already kind of know their power level, so you just go and attack. I think that's what Orlando needs to do. They need yeah. to figure out, you know, how far can this team do it, and then yeah. then hunker down and attack, press without Alhon Cartagena, and try to distribute the ball now. The question mark to me is still is the number nine, you know, and I think if it's Enrique, you're going to see a lot of passes 
in the box for cavalry, you know, he's like more he's like, like a false nine, kind of more like a false nine, right? If you see Muriel, you're gonna see something similar to what you saw with Erjan Kara, and same with Duncan Maguire. So, um, you know, it is it's uncertain at that point, but I do feel like now with this lineup, Orlando should should come, go with the mindset of let's see what this team can do in the first five to 10 minutes of the game. And then now let me try to see what I can do to finish them off by minute 35. And then I can Mm -hmm. just kind of relax and and take it in. That's the mindset they should go about. But if they're, if they're going to believe that this is winnable and they're going like this and, Oh, I'm done. That's when the other team, other teams that are, you know, kind of playing the underdog card grow in, in momentum. They, mm-hmm. A lot of teams thrive on that. Go ahead, yeah. John. So Sorry. Oscar, um, in yeah. his, we, we had a session with, with Oscar Brehar last week where he talked to some of our, our fans. It was called the Brehar Perspective. And he talked about the Champions League game. And he, he said, you know, we, we don't want to underestimate anybody and we must okay. respect our opponent. And we're going to go into it with the mindset that we need to win this game in the first tie. So I expect us to come out of the gate trying to score in that first 20 minutes, like multiple goals yeah. almost to, to kill it off and not let you guys even really have a chance with, with yeah. what they're aiming for. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it definitely shows that like, we're not going to play any, you know, fringe guys or backups. Like this is a very important game for us. It's, it's very important yeah. that we go through and, and go against Tigres again, hopefully. So it's going to be, you know, extremely um, I think aggressive from us in that first 30 minutes to really try and like Luis says, kill the game off uh, as, yeah. as quickly as possible. And we might be looking at a return leg uh, where you guys are coming here with, with a big deficit, but that brings me on next to our uh, final question for you guys. And um, we want to get your kind of final score and, uh, and who's going to score uh, the goals. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to go two two. Okay. Oh, First game, two two. Exciting. Two, I like two, that. Draw. Yeah. I, I think two gonna, two draw. Who's gonna and it's going to go down to the wire in Orlando. <laughs> I hope. Who's going to get those goals for you guys? I think it's going to be. I think Moosey's good for one. You're going to go Moosey. I'm going to get Ali Moosey's going to score a goal. He's the go pacey right winger, correct? Moosey's the right winger. Yeah. Yes. Because I was going to uh, go Moosey and Bevan. And Bevan, yeah, number nine. Yeah, he's our okay. he was our gold or the league's golden boot last year too. Yep. So Bev, Bevan was. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Meyer Bevan. Okay. Meyer Bevan, so, so we're we're gonna that's the player to watch everybody Bevan and uh, and Moosey. <laughs> we heard it here yes, first. If you pay yes, pay attention to Bevan one hundred percent. Got it. Uh, Luis and Paula, your uh, your final scores and and who's scoring those goals? All right. Uh, so to me, it's gonna be uh, a three to one. Uh, Orlando City, uh, brace of brace of Facu Torres, and then you got Nicola Dera of a free kick, Ooh. and then we get one scored on us, uh, more than likely by one of their center forwards. That's just just my opinion. Yeah, get, <laughs> you know? Hey, at least we get one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one for yeah, Bevan. Um, Paula, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I will say two to one. Two to oh, one. And um, okay. Paku will score one. And Angulo will score the second one. 
from the from our wing to the goal. <laughs> and and, and um, uh, one for Bevan, of course. He gets one yes, I was going to say that. I'm like, I'm a expecting lot. a goal from this guy. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic for us, a little bit more pessimistic for you guys. Uh, I'm going to say it's, it's going to be a four nil to Orlando city. <laughs> okay. uh, oh man. Look at this. I, I thought, look, I, I thought, I, I thought I was, uh, John, you're saying that? No, no, look, wait, wait, I'm not the John. positive one guys. This is the I'm positive. the negative one. So, you know, this is crazy. Um, preseason we we just look really good I, we really do and i i know that doesn't always translate but i think the way the way we've been playing against mls teams and other teams at our level we look like really good against them so i think if we translate that down to a team that at your level i just i honestly think the the gulf in class is okay. going to become evident and that's nothing on you guys i just think that yeah, well, yeah, our yeah. squad like i said is made up of of millions of players and yeah. your squad is made up of hundreds of thousands of players. Right. <laughs> and that, that's just sometimes soccer economics and, and that yeah, often translates sure. on the field. It does. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm going to go for, you know, a big, a big four nil. I think there's going to be goals up. from um, Ojeda, Faku. We'll get two. And then I'm going to have Luis Muriel off the bench with one. Oh, for his, uh, his debut. One. I would love a debut goal. That's what we're hoping for here is a debut goal. <laughs> From somebody. So uh, at this point, I'm going to let our guests go because we're going to go and talk more about Orlando City and less about uh, Cavalry FC. So I want to thank Josh. <laughs> I want to thank Paul. You guys go ahead and uh, promote your podcast. And hopefully there's some people listening from Canada who are uh, who are following along and know you guys. Yeah, hopefully. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It was yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah. 90 Minute Life. Um, we have a Facebook page that we don't use. Don't use. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and then we're on places where you find podcasts, everything pretty much, all yeah. the big ones, with the exception of YouTube. Um, yeah. Also, thank you. This is our first ever time on YouTube, so appreciate. Oh the, wow! You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we call ourselves a podcast, but we do video as well, so it's all Wonderful. it kind of blends now. Like Spotify, you could do video on that and everything. Totally. It's, it's, yeah. The yeah. two worlds are merging. So absolutely. Um, yeah. We appreciate you guys coming on and giving us your insights. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, from here on, much. though, we're not friends anymore. So I'm kidding. I'm That's it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you guys have been great sports. Thank you very much for coming out. We appreciate absolutely. it. And uh, and uh, I hope you guys are gonna make. You're gonna make the trip out to the game. I know it's not in your. In, we can't, unfortunately, but we. It's too some, far. We we do have a sizable. A sizable group going to the home leg in uh, in Vancouver, and then we do have some people making it out to Orlando as well. Yeah. So oh wow! We'll see some that's Cavalry awesome. fans. At oh, that's games, amazing! So. You're gonna yeah. see some Orlando fans, I know yeah. for sure, oh, in, uh, in awesome. the stadium over there. So um, there's some people <laughs> who are making that long trip to Vancouver. So if you are one of those people, salute you, and you're an amazing person for flying across an entire continent to see your team. Awesome. So. Try some uh, maple goods. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we will do. Thanks, guys. Uh, we're going to let you know. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Bye. Take care. See you soon. Thank you to those guys. That was awesome to have them on, get some insights, learn a little bit more about their team. Um, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for this Bevan kid. Apparently, he's he's their top goal scorer, and he's got a lot of goals, Luis. So we'll have to see. Moving on to our next topic, we're going to talk about the Les. I can't talk. The legacy 
kit announcement. Um, you can see above me is the Honor Thy History scarf. I went down there to the event. It was an amazing um, time where there was old players, new players, uh, just a great time at the Cheyenne Saloon. Uh, Paula, you kick us off with this one. Give us your opinion on the jersey. We saw the leak, but now we've got the real thing. What do you think? So funny story. Um, I was talking to Alec, and Alec was like, I don't know. It doesn't convince me and blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, it's part of the history. And we wouldn't like we didn't have the chance to be <laughs> during the time of USL. But now we're here, right? But then when the video came in, and Miguel Gallardo was narrating that. And then we saw the actual kit. It, like, I don't think it justifies the leak with this picture. Like, with the actual jersey. Like, I'm going to buy it. And last year I said, I'm not going to buy a jersey until we have a star above the, the crest, right? But this one is an exception because it has the everything. Like, it's beautiful. Like, I wasn't here present by 2011, but I'm going to buy it. I, I love it. Like, it's, it's different, right? And everybody's going to say, why the red? Why the red? And that's the purpose. Like, go hear our history. I love it. I'm going to buy it. So take my money, Orlando. So sorry. But I, I love the crest. Like the logo and the fusion that they did is is amazing. Like a lot of people outside of Orlando City are giving our praises in, in Twitter. So I'm pumped. I'm actually pumped. And tomorrow we're going to – not tomorrow, sorry. On Wednesday we're going to see it. They're already – they're going to premiere it in Canada. So I'm pumped. I mean, it is our away jersey, and we are away. So I was hoping they yeah, wear. It. I don't. I know. I would be surprised but, if not. And sometimes, and some, but sometimes they they wear purple. So true. I didn't know but that if they were with, like we know they're red, so we'll be white. Makes sense. It, it makes sense. And then, I, I actually I was thinking, do you imagine they in, like premiere it in our home? game on saturday because it's, it's part of the history so there's a lot of questions about that too so they did announce they're gonna wear it i think it was like the march game or I oh think the march the, game okay i think it's the early march game i'm not sure they did announce there's game i'll have to check it out um luis your thoughts on you know the the announcement and the jersey and, and anything around the uh the legacy kit it was uh it was an amazing uh surprise um when i first heard about it um definitely a kudos to the fans because a lot of the fans have been asking for this i know here in the pod we mentioned it like a lot of times and the thing since we first started why can we do a legacy kit for orlando city and finally the club deliver that the work with adidas to actually have and rebrand the USL logo, which to me looks fantastic. I mean, not I, I know that you know John who created the first logo, but like I mean, this looks like ten times better than the original, in my opinion. Oh, the old logo was not good for sure. It was not. And uh, but I think everything for what the legacy the legacy kit stands for, for that true original OG Orlando City fan has been here since 2010. Like this is a an amazing kit. Uh, to me, it's beautiful. I think they should wear it. 
against Miami to to show. I think they will. It's a way game. Here's too. yeah. Here's here's our legacy. Where's your legacy? You know, kind of you know in a way, right? I mean, in a nice way. But you know, I, I think it's it's beautiful. It, it it fits perfectly. I think it's a thank you to all the fans. And you know, the video was very emotional. You know, uh, I'm sure for you, John, also was a little bit emotional. So for what the club started to what it is now, it is you know amazing to see how many lives it has impacted and how many um, how many lives they have changed. Uh, for the positive way, and uh, I'm I'm just happy that, that this is happening, and it it looks amazing. I mean, the lavender with the with the with the red, you know, it's 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 fantastic. You know, I um I definitely was watching that video um during the event when they're uh, you guys can see it on an LP if you haven't, but all the players were coming down in the different jerseys from, and it was all USL players, US nil and. Dennis Chin and guys that, you know, I remember back then playing for us and wearing these jerseys and, and it all kind of culminated with that great moment of Jansen coming down and holding his arms out, just, just looking like a boss man. And it was hard. And the, the video, um, the video they did definitely was hard not to, to, to shed a tear. I was holding them back. I was like, no, nobody see that I might have to cry because this has really got to me, but um, Nogel did an incredible job narrating over that i just think the whole event um was excellent i want to thank jared and everybody who works at the club uh for what they've done because what a great job um they obviously it wasn't i want to say pushed under the carpet but it was definitely ignored our history for a while under the brazilian ownership and jared has come in and kind of righted that wrong and allowed us to uh, talk about our history as a usl club and allowed us to essentially um celebrate our history and that's what everything about honor that history is about and i think the the logo like here you guys can see i went over yeah. to magnet monday and picked up a, a magnet like it just this logo is an incredible job whoever did this yeah like i've got fantastic. it on the glass i've got the scarf i've got the hat i went just being like i got the jersey you know i and that's all I need. I, no, I was like, I have to have everything. I have to you have all like, of this. Literally, it was the take my shut up and take my money meme. And now I'm like, I should have bought more hats. I should have bought more scarves. I'm now I'm worried about it all running out. Um, uh, so I was going to say to everybody, if you haven't got one of these jerseys, you, you got to see it in person. Uh, looking at it on Fanatics, who did a terrible job with the pink. It's not that color. It's not pink. Don't be fooled. Um, look at it in, in real life and you will see just how beautiful it is and how much detail goes into it. And and really, I think the heart that's in this jersey, yeah. right? That's what it shows. It shows the heart of the club. And I think that they've done an incredible job with that. So well done to everybody who worked on it. Well done to the merch team, to the marketing guys, everybody. Um, part of that kickoff week, it's still going, by the way. It's more than a week. It's like 10 days, let's be honest. Today was Magnet Monday. Um, there's a watch party for the world uh, for the uh, Champions Cup game on Wednesday, uh, down in celebration. They've also got a trivia night coming. There's a kickoff luncheon, and then the MLS home opener on Saturday night. If you haven't got your tickets, go get your tickets. The wall is already sold out, Luis. Can you believe it? Yeah, the wall sold out. Yeah, they announced it. Uh, they announced it already uh, today. Yeah, it was sold out. That's fantastic. You know, it is. It is. It is exciting to see 
um, that, you know, this, this type of, this honor that history things is engages fans, fans that probably left uh, Orlando and they're like, okay, you know what? I stopped watching Orlando for like two or three seasons. And now I'm bringing back the old colors and bringing back, you know, all the, the good stuff that used to be part of the USL days, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's working, you know? Uh, and I think, you know, when when I was talking to my other podcast in South America, and they're like, oh, look at the Orlando jersey. Why, why, why do you guys change your logo? And I had to explain, like, you know, it's more than that single lion logo. You know, it, we've been around since this long. So it's kind of cool in a way to tell them that, you know, the, the history started way before the 2015. I love the idea of art. Yeah, it's amazing. Learning about stuff. Maybe they had no idea. And now they're like, what is all this? And then they start doing research and maybe they go back and watch highlights of like the the championships or something. Because, you know, obviously I lived it, but it it was an incredible time to be a fan in the USL era. Um, So I encourage everybody go watch the 2013 final where Dom Dwyer scores a hat trick. It's like it was a 7-4 game, I think, against Harrisburg insane insane uh usl final so go check that out uh paula do you have any um thoughts for us on um, the uh the home opener on on saturday i mean it's gonna be a dub for sure montreal is not looking great in their preseason like us and you said it like a lot of the time preseason game doesn't transition to the to the regular season, but this year is different for us. I, I feel I feel a different vibe, right? I'm not gonna jinx it, but um, from what we uh, what we heard from Oscar Pareja from last last week, it was like shocking to me. Like you can he he can transmit us what the team is feeling this season, so. It's a dub. It's going to be a dub on Saturday. The wall is going to be sold out. We're going to be loud. We're going to rock as always in the home opener. We haven't lost a home opener since I think never. So we're, it's going to be a dub for sure. Yeah, I, I think the, the wall being sold, sold out this early is a sign of what's like usually it'd be like a Thursday, maybe a Friday before home. Like the fact that on Monday they're like, no, nah, the wall's done shows you that the place is going to be rocking i would love a sellout uh I, i'm excited for that and then even more excited for the champions league uh return leg against cavalry um quickly we, we had uh we have league. uh we have some breaking news guys yeah breaking i news. was gonna go on to this fancy that's fancy. Um, so, um, U.S. Open Cup without MLS teams. Um, according to ESPN, preliminary plans for the 2024 edition by the U.S. Open Cup have been approved by a subcommittee of the U.S. Soccer Federation Board of Directors through the tournament. Though, though the tournament likely won't look like recent editions, a source told ESPN closely. It says, uh, complete details are still being ironed out. The decision to have a tournament in 2024 has been made and will likely gain final approval as a hybrid type of tournament with not every MLS team participating. 
The precise level of team participation from MLS and USL clubs is still to be determined. The plan calls for the Federation to make its largest financial investment ever to, to ease the cost of travel uh, for lower division teams. This format will be only for 2024. And there are ongoing discussions with stakeholders about working collaboratively to find a more permanent format for the long term of the tournament. The future of the tournament, the first edition, which com was completed in 1914, has uh, been in doubt ever since the MLS announced in December that its first teams won't participate in the competition. And then the MLS Next Pro teams will take their place. So more than likely, it's been approved, and in a let's say on an eighty-five to ninety percent, MLS next teams are going to play. <laughs> I mean, I think that the precise level of team participation from MLS to USL clubs is yeah. still to be determined. Like that's it's so open. So that's so big. What does that mean? That. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it. This is just like they're gonna leave it to the clubs to decide. Maybe okay. So tell me, uh, Miami, what who who do you want to take to the US Open Cup? Your B team or or your MLS Next Pro team, or you want to take the your MLS team? You know what I mean? Is that the you know that's a joke? It, it seems to me like this statement just says we still haven't decided anything and everything's yeah. still up in the air and. U.S. soccer and sorry, yeah, U.S. Um, soccer and MLS are still fighting each other on what they each one wants to do. It's different interests, and they're not they're not meeting. Paula, um, your take on on the latest with the U.S. Open Cup debacle? I mean, this disrespectful, right? Like the oldest trophy and the trophy, the like oldest tournament and then now first well they did say okay MLS let's let's do it now like come back the teams let's play but now again with the controversy I mean it's it's with the refs too so I don't know what's going on I don't know what's the good picture about it I I it's just disrespectful I think it's something that we hope, you know, I, I was told by several people on X that it's resolved like months ago. I wasn't convinced. And now we're really seeing as we're getting closer to yeah, you know, the beginning of to... the season that it's not resolved. And, uh, you know, yeah. between this and what's happening with the refs, MLS has got a lot of open ended questions right now that they need to figure out. It's making us it's making us look really terrible as a league. I'm telling you this as a. Somebody that covers other leagues in in you know combat ball and things like that. I'm telling you, like it's when MLS does things like this, and you speak very highly about the MLS, it makes it look like a joke. Like you're you know like you're taking the the piss out of somebody. I'm I'm sorry, but it's just it's just annoying, you know, because you have other leagues like the Arabia the the Saudi Arabia League. They they don't go through these issues. You know, uh, the J League in Japan, they didn't go through all these issues. But the MLS, you know, having the best in the world and everything, you know, is going through all these trials and tribulations. I, I just think it's nonsense. And, uh, you know, uh, it would be terrible if the if it's the MLS next club, uh, next pro teams, in my opinion. It's the throughout the tournament likely won't look like recent additions, a source close to USSF yeah. told you ESPN. I mean, 
I don't understand how you have a cup knockout competition with every team in the country that's done any other way than it's how you do the cup knockout. They're trying to label the, the maybe they're trying to level the playing field, and you add the bigger teams in in later. That's what's that's what makes sense. That's what works. That's how the FA Cup works. That's how every cup works in every nation, pretty much. So, um, why are you trying to reinvent the wheel? I don't know, but uh, we'll move on from that. And uh, any other news, Luisa Paula? You guys have any other points you want to say? Today? No, we have a comment uh, here from Jim from Jim D. It says, I'm not sure we will start our starters in Canada due to Saturday match and midweek in Miami. Look, if you ask me, we need to kill that team in the first 15 minutes. I'll say we start our start squad, and then we are 3-0 up, and then we start taking all the players out. We take Nico out. We'll take, you know, maybe we put Mikey Holiday, you know, take Santos out, like, we have the firepower not to be rude to anybody from Calvary or anything like that, but we have we are the better team. We we have the firepower to knock them out in the first 15 minutes. If we don't do that, then we have a problem. And this is why I said the four nothing. Just just because I believe that Oscar <laughs> is gonna go out with like I want three or four goals in this yeah. game. And the reason for that being that then when we play the other leg, he doesn't have to put out such right. a strong lineup he can play a rotated squad because you've already got a four nil up right like lead so that's the way i would do it. i wouldn't i wouldn't play a rotated squad first i would I'd make sure we get the win away from home then maybe we could play some secondary guys in in the home leg paula do you see it that way or what would your strategy be with with all these Wednesday Saturday games, we gotta. Deal no, with the I, I will agree. I will kill them in the first fifteen minutes. Get get the most goals possible, and then park the bus. The well, no, I mean, well, not park the bus. You will. I think you're just gonna keep going. Put the junksters like I can like, and I agree what Luis said earlier. Like I can see. Ramiro Enrique starting or even Muriel starting and then switch them up for yeah. for Maguire or yeah. or or me or Ramiro like I, I I could see that possibility on on Wednesday but we have to go all out because I know they have PTSD from Tigres from last year because that that's what happened like we didn't score we didn't score we didn't lose we just tied um last year and we lost our opportunity to advance on that stage so i know that pareja strategy is not gonna be go relax let's let's go and score and remember he's not gonna be in that game he has a he had a the red card so it's gonna be interesting um how this is gonna play but i i, I know that he's gonna already have his plan up and all that stuff so yeah, I think we're we're anticipating to see his number two, right? Standing there instead of him, um, Torres. I yeah, I, for, I forgot his name, the Mexican coach. Pretty sure. I um, alrighty. Well, I think that's everything from us tonight. Uh, I appreciate everybody who joined us live and left questions. Thank you again to our guests from Cavalry. Uh, go ahead and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube and not subscribed. If you're listening on Apple or on Spotify afterwards, please go ahead and drop us a follow or a five-star rating. Uh, you can find us on Twitter 
You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as LPO Podcast. Uh, I'm John Rollins OCSC on Twitter. And you guys, where can we find you on X? You can find me as you can you can find me as Pineda underscore ORL uh, on Twitter. Me, you can find me as Lola underscore Pau thirteen, and then find us in our Spanish content tomorrow. Finally, it's gonna Woo. premiere our thirty sixth episode at ten a.m. Eastern time. So it's already there. It's already in YouTube. Tiro de esquina OC. So good content that we. Uh, we record it today so awesome a spanish episode for you guys um yeah i think we should just call it twitter from now on i'm just gonna make that decision no more no i more always x call today. it twitter i never it's call it x. Say twitter <laughs> i i'm fed up of calling it one thing or the other um <laughs> thursday night we're gonna have a review of uh well a pre a review of the champions league and a preview of the montreal game for you guys so look out for a thursday night podcast that's everything from us. Only one thing left to do. And that's say, Vamos Orlando.